This season, the Old Gold Club and Wolves TV Matchday Live are powered by Blythe Group. An industry-leading construction company and family-run business since 1982, driving investment and infrastructure across the UK. Blythe Group's mission is to provide an unrivaled service based on innovative, bespoke building solutions and comprehensive customer support. If you're a skilled tradesperson and you want to join the team that powers our team, contact their bases in Wolverhampton, Manchester or Maidenhead via theblythegroup.co.uk. Blythe Group. Big enough to deliver, small enough to care. Old Gold Club, powered by Blythe Group, official partner of Wolverhampton Wanderers. Hello there and welcome along to another episode of Old Gold Club at My Golden Game where we speak to some famous names from the club's past and present about the matches that meant the most to them in their Wolves memories. Delighted to say on this episode we've got Jolian Lescott. How are you my friend? Yeah I'm good thank you. Right, I'm very well. How have you been over the last couple of months? Because it's been strange isn't it? Yeah yeah it was um, strange for everyone so I don't feel I'm any different in that sense. But yeah, the first part was nice, just settling down and having nothing to do, have being hectic and then having nothing to do was nice and spending time with the family and the weather was nice, which always helps. Um, but as the time goes on, you just want to get back to some form of normality. And luckily for me, being involved in football and when that kind of got the green light to restart, that meant work and, and routine and schedules picked up again, which which has been nice. Because I, I guess people might not realise kind of just how much you actually do. Because we see you on TV from time to time, but you've got a proper job alongside that. Yeah, yeah. The real job is um, development coach at, at Man City for the players that go on loan, and kind of that's where the passion is in regards to longevity in football. I see it down a, a football administration route. That's um, where I feel I would be able to offer the most benefit of my experience. Um, so just working with younger younger players to that are just starting their journey, um, just giving them experience, developing them on the field. So at the moment it's pre-season, so I get the chance to work with them on pitch um, in specific areas of their game. Um, and then I've, throughout the season, I obviously monitor their progress and, and help development them in and around their game as well. Yeah, because I mean, and this is something that obviously Shea Olofinjana does kind yeah. of very similar for Wolves. So you think this is kind of the the way that it's going to go? That lots of clubs will look at this and go, "This is actually a really important area of the club." Yeah, well, I, I think most clubs are doing it now. We was, um, I think, ourselves and Chelsea are kind of one of the, the pioneers of it. So we're further down the pecking order in regards to set up. Like our setup is a little bit different and structured differently to two other clubs due to us being in it for longer. And so, but yeah, clubs are getting there. Clubs have realised that, especially in the Premier League level, not everyone is is able to just go from their academy twenty three straight into their first team. So there is certain pathways that clubs have to take and players have to take, and then players need managing. You can't just be left to your own devices and kind of sink or swim 
mindset anymore. There's, you need to develop the younger player, the younger players, because there will be opportunities for them further down the line. Is it quite difficult? Because I imagine young players nowadays are probably quite different from how you were, and especially the setup is very different from what it was when you were coming through at Wolves. Yeah, they are. Um, I think everyone would say that. I think a generation older than me would have said that about me and my age group. You know what I mean? So I don't think that will ever change. I don't think there will ever be a generation that gets to a, a younger one and says, oh, that's exactly how I thought it would work. And no, no, no. It's it's always going to be different. Evolution, obviously, that's the, the reason for it. Um, but what they are similar at in, in regards to realising very quickly that it's harder than you assume it is. Like most players, not just Man City players, uh, motion players believe they they can play until they actually play and realise, oh, it is hard. There is a certain level of dedication, professionalism that needs to go into it. Because you've spoken a lot in the past about kind of how important Terry Connor was in yeah. your kind of development. Are you are you like TC? Do you treat people like TC treated you? Um, not the way he treated me, no. Um, but I, I, I try and help them the way he helped me. Um, again, it's different. I'm, I'm able to understand the individuals. So obviously they get treated differently, which is right. Um, but I still speak to TC now. So I spoke to TC about me developing probably what? It was last week. It was last week, yeah. So And then there'll be stuff I need to speak to him about going forward, working with the lads. So I'm still trying to develop um, so having TC and knowing how important he was for me, that's my goal is to have that relationship with the players I work with. So regardless of where their career takes them, I want them to always know that I generally want them to be good and be successful. Yeah. I mean, the mm. game you've picked, because, I mean, you had, what, 235 to choose from. And, uh, and you've gone for one that was quite early. In your Wolves yeah. career, really. 18th of March, 2001, beating the Baggies. Yeah, I know, yeah, to be fair. It was either that or it was um, having you telling me I can't pick the playoff final, which I, I wouldn't have done, actually, because that wasn't actually a good game for me. I didn't play that well. I was playing, obviously, injured, so that wasn't a good thing. I was, I would have picked my debut, could be my debut, which would go, but this game kind of then stuck out instantly um, because as players... Randomly, you you tend to know when you do or don't play well. Yeah. And we um, obviously we beat we beat West Brom three one. George had scored two, got man of the match. But I um, I played with Ludo, who also scored, and then Butts was injured. So when I came in, him and uh, he used to and like analyze my game. To be fair, again another mentor at the time, and he sat me down and was explaining to me like that was one of the best games he'd seen me playing. And I felt I'd done well. But when someone else points it out to you, you kind of appreciate it a bit more. So that's why this game has always kind of stuck in my head. It must have been pretty nervous, right? Because you're a young guy. It's a black country derby. It's an occasion. I'll tell you why I probably wasn't as nervous as I might have been. And this is, again, TC. I don't know if he, he meant it or... Well, he did. He probably did. One of the first games I ever travelled to was West Brom away. And I was young. I wasn't even on the bench, but he made me warm up with the team and just do bits. So experiencing that atmosphere wasn't that wasn't totally new. 
if you know what I mean. And that was an away game. So that was when we have a section of the crowd and they're not cheering for us. You know what I mean? Most of the crowd are booing. You know what I mean? I'm out there just doing the warm-up with the players and stuff. Um, so having that, them being at home with that drowning noise was like, yeah, I'm, I'm ready for this. I'm, I'm ready. Because I'm obviously growing up in a, in a youth team. You know what that game what that game means. So I was aware. I was aware of it. But I never really got like drawn into that side of it the occasion it was just it was just a game and Jason Roberts played for them who I used to clean his boots <laughs> so that was a big game for me and we loved the physical side of it so whenever I played against someone that loved that I knew I was going to be in for a good game because that was my strength was was my strength kind of thing on the atmosphere thing i mean look you know you've played in your career in front of probably much, much bigger crowds and in very, very important matches. Mm. But is there something, like, can you almost feel something different in the air when it's a derby game? Oh, 100%. 100% you can. And I've been asked thousands of times which is the biggest derby you've played in. And I would never be disrespectful to any set of fans I've played for because no one can tell me that Wolves West Brom isn't as important as Man City Man United or yeah. vice versa. Like that game to that set of fans means the most. So there's never there's a bigger game I've played in in regards to what it's what's at stake, but in regards to the actual derby, they all are ridiculously electric. Like, and I'm lucky enough to play in all the clubs I've played for. Um, in their in derby games, I've played in like one of their biggest ever wins, like in one of the most memorable wins in in, in the derbies. Because you said that you felt, or Paul Butler felt, it was one of his best games that he'd seen you play. Do you think there's a part of you that kind of really thrives on that and and rises to the occasion? Maybe, maybe I, I, yeah, I didn't shy away from it, um, but was I more determined because it was less problem? I, I, I probably wouldn't say so. Obviously, you all of your senses emotions and attributes are heightened due to the occasion and the atmosphere but I probably was it was probably the fact that I was playing at Jason Roberts um, it was a derby and again there was a lot of things like I think it was Jason Roberts and Lee, Lee Hughes yeah so like Lee Hughes was a massive deal so that was like my biggest motivation was like, you are that guy. My job is to stop you. That's all I need to know. Like, I'll, I will never forget. And this is why he's probably the, the best, what well, he is the best player I've ever played against was when Fulham, my first season, and I, think, I don't know if I've told you the story of uh, when we played Fulham at home and we drew nil-nil. And I think they were, um, they'd average two, two and a half goals a game up until the point we played them. We're, we're just like mid-table. We're not pushing for promotion. They are clear favourites to win the league. And we played them. And uh, I remember thinking, Louis Saha, like, he scored untold amount of goals. This is like my moment to, to stuck him. We drew nil-nil. I get him out of the match. Um, and then we played them a few weeks later in the cup. And now he's obviously thinking, oh, I played against them a few weeks ago. Now I need to step up my level. But I didn't. I wasn't thinking I was just going to get him out of the match again. I was just thinking, okay, play the same. But he 
he had another level to yeah. what we played from before and he absolutely embarrassed me and it was like, like that was the first time I realised no matter what I do he can do more and so he made me like change my mindset about being a different type of athlete he was he was a different animal to athlete to what I'd, I'd experienced I'd never experienced someone that was better than at everything than me I'd like there was no way someone was there was obviously people stronger and quicker and technically better no one had all of them things and more intelligent and more determined like no one had ever done that and then he had it on that night and he just made me think different about football from that from that day I mean Louis Sahar from Louis Sahar to Jason Roberts and Lee Hughes you get them in your back pocket no problem well you would say so, but that's again that's the kind of mindset I had about that game was it's Jason Roberts it's Lee, it's Lee Hughes these are the best pairing in the championship at that time um, I need to be on it and I was on it we won the game and that was it that was it and, and it was a big it was a big fight that um, that game as well there was a bad challenge on um, Alex Ray who did it midfielder for them oh, that's going to wind me up I can't remember his name I mean, their, Byron, their team Byron. that day. I don't know. If, I don't think it would have been Alex Ray. I've got the teams down here in front of me. It was their team was Holt, Van Blurk, Carbon, Butler, Little, Clement, Appleton, Sneakers, Fox, Roberts, and Hughes. Walls was who was in midfield? Carbon, uh, Sneakers, uh, Appleton. Yeah. Nah. Um, Carbon, I guess, would have been at the back. Um, I think yeah, Butler I'm might sure have made him a then. bad challenge that game. Um, Wolves was yeah. Oaks, Muscat, Polley, Lescott, Naylor, Robinson, Andrews, Sinton, Undar, Proudlock and Branch. <sighs> Crazy. Crazy team, that. I mean, you talk about fights. I'm not surprised because I guess Wolves in that time, some tasty players. It got, they got more aggressive. We got more aggressive as time. And I mean, obviously, other players started to come to the team and we dominated a little bit more. Yeah. Because what was it like, like playing alongside the likes of Pole and Muscat? Because I guess fans would say, like, they're never entirely sure what they were going to do and their mindset. So you, as a young player, looking at them, kind of going, "What's going on here?" Yeah. Well, again, I, I was close to Ludo because he came, um, and we played reserve games together, and that's again. TC, his name's consistently in this conversation. He used to say to me, he's better than you. Like, the club say he's better than you. Why is he better than you? I'd be like, I don't know. He'd say, and he'd just break it down and say, can he pass better than you? Can he head better than you? Can he tackle? Is he faster? And he plays. So he plays in the team. So what is he doing that you're not doing to get into the team? I had a good relationship with Ludo. His, his English wasn't great, but I could understand what he wanted to do and how he played and we performed pretty well together, but it was funny because his first game for the reserves was against Burnley. And remember Ronnie Epson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's now assistant. He's assistant with uh, at Middlesbrough for Neil Warnock. Well, basically, we're playing. Obviously, I'm seven, 16, 17 in the, in the reserves. And uh, <laughs> Ludo's aggressive. He was an aggressive player, um, Defender. So anything that was coming up to the striker, he'd want to win it. And then the ball came up to Ronnie Epson. He went through him 
And uh, Ronnie Epps has looked at him and said, what are you doing? And he did it again. And he didn't say anything to Ludo because I, I think he tried to, but Ludo didn't understand. So he came to me and said, you need to tell him to stop that or break his nose. And literally, the ball came up again and he just put one on him. He just, he just made sure he, he didn't. And I was like, Ludo, yeah, that's, that's what happens here. That's kind of what will happen if you if you continually to try and go through the back of the strikers, they will do that. Because I I found the um, the old BBC website match report for the game, and there's a brilliant line in it where it talks about Ludo getting the third, secure all three points, and it says it was to kill off an exciting game marred only by several reckless challenges and unnecessary bookings. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ludo was like that. He's aggressive. Would Dave Jones have kind of told you to go out and be aggressive? No, no, no. He just obviously explained who we were playing against and that was kind of it. And then you obviously determine how you you play against that person. Like, I was kind of aware early on how to approach each striker. So knowing that Jason wants to fight, if you give it to him at the wrong times for yourself, you lose. So, like in in, in regards to him receiving the ball, he, that's when he wanted to to be able to fight and feel you. And so I just wouldn't go near him then. And then obviously, then as soon as he gets it, that's when I'm on. When he has to now think about the ball, keeping possession, and me on the back of him. So you're just picking as and when you kind of approached it. And that was that went with everyone, you know what I mean? Then I remember playing against Andrew Johnson at the Palace, and he wants to spin and get it to feet in like comfortably. So you'd be up against him early doors because you wouldn't want him to run at you and run spin mm. down the side. So it was just learning and developing different approaches against the strikers. Because I mean, you must have been good that day. So say this match report talks about Michael Oakes being a virtual spectator for most of the first half. Yeah. Now, as I said, I, I felt the game went well and I was conscious of when games did and didn't go well. So I was aware of that. Like, I remember a game at Chillingham when it didn't go well. I was horrendous. Um, I can't remember who I was playing with. It might have, it might have been Luda. Um, I was horrendous. And up front, they had uh, Carla Saba and Marlon King. And it was Marlon King was just new on the scene as well. So obviously, it was a tough test. For both of us, we were both obviously fresh and stuff and he got the better of me that day and I was thinking, yeah, there's, there's still things to learn. So I was just self-aware of my game, my performance. So that yeah, that was one game I just remembered. Because it's like the, there must be a, an element to it as a footballer. Like, I mean, when we did the big match revisited on the playoff final and you yeah. kind of talk about being 3-0 up and kind of, cruising towards it and knowing that you're going to get promoted in a derby game being 3-0 up at home must be like one of the greatest feelings you can have as a player oh yes because he said like I would, I would go to say that was probably louder maybe because it was it was more compact but I remember that would be louder than the Sheffield United game that was like you couldn't, you couldn't hear shouts and man on and time and that were there. And no, I don't think so. that then in that game, it was just like constant noise, constant. There was no, there was no nerves 
from the fans, which sometimes happens. It was just constant roaring. And just finally, one of the things that I like about this is that um, you could have picked a game that you scored in because people, you know, will tend to do that from time to time. But you kind of picked a game where other people have had it. And I know you said that it was kind of, it was a good performance from you, but you would have gone on to probably maybe have equally as good or felt better Mm. performances. So is it, is it that it was a Derby game? Is it that it was early in your career? Are these the things that have really made this game particularly stand out? Yeah, yeah. So it's just games I would remember, and that would be one. Those would be others as well. Um, but the fact, like, George didn't play as many games as we all would have liked to see him, but when he played, he could be unplayable. You know what I mean? So the fact that he scored two that game, and yeah, it was just all elements. So... I can't put my finger on and say why it was the actual game, but yeah, I, I remember that game. I remember feeling confident after the game and not getting carried away. And with what I liked was I kind of knew I played well, but because George had scored two, he had the headlines. So I didn't, I never was playing for the headlines. You know what I mean? I was just like, okay, I'm just playing, but yeah, I was happy. And then obviously after Butts and some other players come and said to me, yeah, he was, he was kind of on it then. Thanks for listening to the Old Gold Club, powered by Blythe Group. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a review and rating from wherever you get your podcasts. Wolves TV, the home of live uninterrupted radio commentary of every single Wolves game. But that's not all. Wolves TV also brings you extended and alternative match highlights, interviews with the team, behind-the-scenes features and training coverage, plus see every goal Wolves score from every angle. So check out Wolves TV online at wolves.co.uk or on the move via the Wolves app.